and welcome to Part in the Integration, Female Leaders Redefining Tech's Future. It's a podcast where we tackle three timely topics on the channel today with three minutes to talk about each one. I'm your host, Andrew Medeiros with The Channel Company, and I am so excited to introduce my guest today. First, I have Sean Trotter, Vice President, North America Commercial Channel Sales at Dell Technologies. Sean was named CRN's Power 100 Women of the Channel, and Sean, this isn't the first time you were given an honor by CRN. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Andrew. I'm excited to be here. And we also have Linda Rendelman, Senior Vice President, Endpoint Solutions Americas at Tech Data. Linda, you were also recognized in CRN's Power 100 this year. Congratulations. Thanks so much. It's great to be part of um, our broadcast today. So today we're going to be talking about uh, topics that I know are hitting home for a lot of women today, um, the gender gap, digital transformation, and the importance of conversation and communication, which, as you know, is especially crucial in this new virtual business world that we find ourselves in. So let's get started. Segment one, we're going to talk about conversation and communication. So we know good leadership is typically about vision when you ask most people. But when you're talking about the year 2020, whatever vision we had has kind of gone out the window and we have to evolve. Uh, so another element is that communication, especially during this crisis. Um, I've talked to a handful of solution providers over the past month, and they've said that they've found a lot of success in communicating on virtual platforms like Zoom. Sean, I'm going to go to you. How have you been able to communicate with your team and clients and even innovate in this time period? Yeah, I think it's been a, an opportunity to connect deeper, believe it or not. Um, I think connecting over phone and text and IM and chat and all of those things is definitely different than connecting for virtual happy hours, coffee chats in the morning. You can really get a feel and perspective for people's backgrounds, a different level of um, perception into what their personal lives are. Um, I, th I think it's been a really great opportunity to connect and focus on the positive things that are happening today. So sharing best practices, talking about the ways that we can give back virtually in the community, recognizing each other with you know 300 people on a call instead of 50 people in a meeting room is a little bit different of a look and feel. So I actually believe we're gonna come out on the other side of this crisis, a much stronger and in a weird way, much more connected community of, of partners and colleagues. It's so funny you said that because a lot of the solution providers I've been talking to, a lot of female solution providers have said the same thing. Um, and Linda, I'm not sure if you've noticed this too. Have you noticed some of your clients or customers' barriers coming down, having more open conversations? What have you seen? Yeah, I think I definitely noticed that people's barriers are coming down and, and couldn't agree more with Sean about coming out of this being actually more connected. Everyone's working from their home and that gives us an opportunity when we are connecting with people to see inside their home, um, get to know them a bit more, ask them, you know, uh, personal questions about how they're doing, etc. I think it, it definitely gives us an opportunity that we that we did not have before. Um, just to get to know people a little bit better. Also, I think, you know, it's been important to really provide additional support to our leaders um, that report in through our organizations because we can do, obviously, the most that we can do, but really we get that multiplier effect by just making sure that they are doing a lot of the same things, staying connected, but also giving them support for not just dealing with their own anxiety, but 
working through dealing with their team's anxiety as well. I, I think that was especially big in March and April, and now we're coming out the other side, um, and it's it's leveling out a bit, and it is getting more towards just what's the new way that we'll continue to connect. And having that opportunity to be there for their teams during those un more uncertain times, I think has helped them create those connections with their team that will help them even be better leaders moving forward and stay connected through, you know, these additional means of communication. That's a really good point. Um, I do have to move on to topic two because we have communication and good leadership, but we also have the, the technology aspect of all of this. Um, and I want to talk about digital transformation um, and, and the technology and its evolution. Um, how have your partners and their customers' needs changed? Linda, I'm going to start with you here. Yeah, so I'm not sure their needs have changed with the exception of most end customers had business continuity plans, but no one expected to have to enable 100% of their workforce to work from home and be mobile workers. So in that way, there's a lot that's changed because you know, people had to act very quickly just to get devices in the hands of their people to be able to work remotely. I think what we're going to see happen next is that people will be thinking about how their employees can be really set up for success at home. It's not just necessarily about the device itself. Do they have the right device for the work that they do every day? That's very important. Do they have the other pieces um, of equipment that attach to that device that help make them successful? Do they have a printer? Do they have the right displays? If they're working in Excel spreadsheets every day, they're going to want to have uh, to not just look at a 13 to 15 inch screen all day long and work through that. Um, so I think there's, as we move forward and this becomes the new norm, there'll be a lot of additional technology that companies will have to look to um, add to their workers' day-to-day -day lives in order for them to really be productive at their work. Sean, how are you working through that with customers and your partners? We're using big ears. Big ears and a small mouth. I think I agree with Linda. I don't think their needs have changed necessarily, but the conversations have changed. The conversations are more around long-term business health and growth and future needs than immediate opportunity today. So we really want to listen to each individual partner. Their needs are unique. Their capabilities are unique. So really, I focus my team on having those deeper conversations around every opportunity and whether a partner has money to spend today or not, it's an important time to lean in and figure out how we can help them build for future growth, you know, three months, six months down the road and, and not just move on to the next partner who may, you know, have opportunity in the immediate future. Sean, what are the resources that you have out there to help solution providers through this process? You know, we've really leaned in on what are the creative financing solutions we can offer either with you know, working capital, Dell Financial Services, or even leveraging our, our distribution partners where, you know, partners need additional help. But in terms of technology, every customer, every partner's transformational journey and destination are different. So we have something to meet every single point of those needs. And so that's why I think the conversation has to be deeper on the partner's capabilities and the partners and users that they serve so that we can make sure we're either aligning them with our sales teams or our distribution partners or the right products to ensure their unique success going forward. Before we run out of time, I want to get to the gender gap. It's something that is 
important for women to be aware of, not just today, but in our future. And we've seen it's an uphill climb for female leaders in technology, but especially with the loss of childcare and increased remote work policies. But here we are sitting with both of you, just examples of female leaders. You both are such inspiring women. How did you reach this level of success? Um, Linda, we'll start with you here. Any advice? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest asset I've had is that I've never had uh, any feeling of limitation in my career. I never had someone telling me you can do anything you want to do, but I've also never believed that there was anything holding me back. And, you know, I think you've just got to tap into that inner drive that I think exists in everyone to um, progress and do more and figure out what you want and how you want to achieve it. And then tell as many people as you can what you're looking for. Because the one consistency I've had in my career is that the the people I talked to that could help me were more than happy to help me. Um, but it's a matter of really letting people know what you want and, you know, creating the opportunities for visibility that you're, that you're doing the work that people will want to um, have done in their own team. And that's harder now that we're all virtual. Um, but there will be ways to, to make sure that it happens. And certainly, you know, I think, um, the advocates uh, that you have around you, make sure you're leveraging them to give you even additional opportunities there as well. Sean, what about you? What, what are the secrets? Is it about mastering the skills? Is it about speaking up, getting those advocates? What is your perspective then? I do agree with Linda also that you, you have to find advocates. People are willing to help you, um, but you gotta, put it, you gotta put yourself out there. And I find that oftentimes, Women are unwilling to take risks in their career because they feel like they're not quite ready or they can't work harder or they can't juggle the, you know, the 7,000 things that are required to be a leader or, or climb the ladder, if you will. And what I would say is take the risk. There's, there's value in being in the deep end of the pool. Um, you are going to be ready. And if you fail, there's, your best lessons are in failure. So why not get out there and just take the risk? You know, women tend to re work really hard and keep their head down and say, if I work really hard, I'm going to get promoted. And you don't just get recognized for working hard. You have to make your intentions known. You have to find valuable networks of advocates and people. Um, and then you have to take risks and believe in yourself. And so I think when you do that, um, you're successful. And when you fail, you get up and you start over and you build on that, you know, building block and move on to the next opportunity. And then that, that way you can be the best version of yourself. I do want to touch on advocacy and mentorship during this time period of remote work. We know it's so important to be mentors and advocates. What are your tips to maybe people in their 20s who are looking to be mentored or those of us who still want to be able to mentor people? One of the best pieces of advice I think I had was to have a network of varied mentors. And by that, I mean, everyone should serve, serve a different purpose. You need a cheerleader in your corner, but you don't always need a cheerleader. Sometimes you need somebody that's going to give you the hard, cold truth. Um, and those are sometimes your best mentors. So, you know, find a cheerleader, find somebody that you can have as a confident, find somebody that you trust for business advice and, and make sure that they're not all exactly like you. They should be completely different with different backgrounds. But more importantly, I feel like they need to serve different functions in your life because you're going to need lots of advice as you kind of move around in your career. And, and you need people that are going to be surrounding you, giving you specific 
um, support at the point of need. Well, I think that because highly recognized leaders like both of you are thinking this way and making sure that you're there supporting women who are trying to climb the ranks in their career, I feel like that's extremely positive uh, for the industry in general and for women in the industry. Um, so thank you both so much. Before we go, here are three takeaways. Women are experts at leading with compassion, and now is the time to use that skill set. Secondly, listen to your customers' needs, and even if you're unsure of how to fulfill them, utilize resources from your distributor and vendor partners. And lastly, speak up. Keeping your head down and working hard won't get you noticed. You need advocates and mentors. Thanks for watching. I'm your host, Andrew Medeiros. This has been Part in the Integration, Female Leaders Redefining Tech's Future. Have a great day.